Greetings and welcome to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where we'll discuss the art and stylings of Ryan Marlett. The artwork is all over the place, so be advised it could be fun, but it could be dark. It might be a painting, drawing, sculpture, Halloween prop, action figure or song. Each episode will feature a piece or pieces and the insight behind them. Hopefully you'll like some stuff, other things you may not. No worries. Chances are also that you'll likely be offended at some point but hopefully we'll also share some laughs along the way. Art has always been a part of Ryan's life and this is a way to document his work and share it with you. If you get butthurt easily, consider this your warning. Besides, your mom likes his artwork. Listener discretion is advised. there marley mates and welcome back to the program you've joined us now in marley ramon's mad mad house of the dead podcast this week's episode is actually going to feature the audio from the last facebook live that we did or at least it's the last one as of right now as i'm recording this little intro but it was taken on the audio from 15 november where we discussed a found doll that was uh churched up to be a little bit more of a sculpture then it is a Halloween prop, but I think depending on who you ask, they might tell you otherwise. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to me, back from the future of 15 August, 2023. August, what a clown. 15 November, geez, who's running this show? Start Spangler? Yeah? Judges? Okay. Listen, I'm not even going to start over. I want you to just go it, go with it, play it as it lies. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to join the audio already in progress where I discussed the upcycled found doll and the story that came with it and a little bit more of a shenanigan here and there. So enjoy and I will catch you already in progress. Hey, Marley mates, we are live. Good evening and welcome back to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast. Listen, uh, I'm sorry I was a little tardy this evening. I had just, um, I learned something just a few minutes ago and kind of disturbing news. I wasn't really sure if I was going to be able to continue with the program tonight. And um, I thought about it and I'm like, I, I, I have to, I got to continue to go. But before we continue any further, I'm, I'm happy to share with you the news that I received. I can't really see that floater other than it was a floater. Uh, But fear not, like, um, we'll get through it. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Here's the deal. I learned just a few minutes ago that as it turns out, and I had never known this before, but um, Chuck Norris uses stunt doubles in his films. Now, before you get too upset, let me try to bring you a little relief. Here's the deal. The good news is 
uh, it was just for the crying scenes. So no worries there. But hey, Marley Mace, welcome back to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where we are Facebook Live tonight. Had to open it up and grease the skids there for you. I'd like to welcome back you, the Marley Mates, as we uh, talk about a, an interesting project tonight. How's everybody doing? It's good to see some names out already on the screen, and I'm excited to, to bring this to you. It's been a little bit. I don't think we've done one since the, the live demo. So luckily, uh, here we are, back at it. And with Thanksgiving just on the horizon, why don't we go ahead and chalk this up to be in the Thanksgiving Day episode? Why not? I'm already eating at a Thanksgiving level, you know what I'm saying? So we might as well just continue down that path. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the shirt that I'm wearing right now. So I'd like to give a shout out to one of my new favorite bands, the Couch Potato Massacre, and or a Couch Potato Massacre, depends on how you listen to it and how you pronounce it yourself. Hey, Jazz, welcome to the program. And uh, these guys are awesome. I came across them actually as a result of the last Facebook Live. I was looking to pair some Joy of Painting music with my Bob Ross stills that I had utilized to kind of channel his energy for the demonstration. And I came across one of their songs. And as it turned out, I fell in love with it. So I pulled the string a little bit more found more and more and more tunes, and they're incredible. They're great. And so I tracked them down. I was able to, to, to get in touch with the band, and, and they hooked me up with some merch. So uh, check them out if you have the opportunity. Couch Potato Massacre, good stuff. And uh, I will tell you that they very much are influenced by the same way the Misfits are when it comes to gathering songs and inspirations and different ideas from popular culture, TV, movies, and things of that nature. So to, just to kind of kick it off, that Joy of Painting song was uh, was top-notch, and they draw inspiration from Army of Darkness and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, tons of stuff. Wrestling. There's a song about the Ultimate Warrior. It's just too much cool stuff going on. So what's on the horizon for you? We've got uh, Thanksgiving coming up and certain to have a Detroit Lions victory. It's in the stars. It's already written. And uh, it's going to be fun. I encourage all of you to eat copious amounts of turkey lurkadoo and take a nap. Because that's what you do on Thanksgiving. Easy day. But help with the dishes. But tonight we're going to talk about a piece that I did. And it was actually many, many months in the making. In fact, this is kind of the epitome of a project that I do from a place where... When I say I've got projects always in motion, always kind of in progress, this is an exact type of situation with that. So I found, and it was one of my very first posts once I launched the page and I was beginning to start the podcast, I found on my way home from work one day, there's a huge garbage pile out to the road and I'm driving along and there's a couple of dolls sitting out there. And it was just like a scene from a movie. I hit the brakes. I was like, threw it in reverse, right? Parked the truck, got out and went and looked. And here's this mountain of just junk that people were just taking out to the road. And right on top, a couple of these old creepy dolls. And they're not super old. And uh, one is creepier than the other. And that's the one that we're going to talk about tonight. And there's this kid out there. And I said, hey, you know, kid, is this... Uh, 
is this trash? Is this garbage? And the Weisenheimer thought he was slick and he's like, yeah, no, those are for sale. That's for sale. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, is there an adult I can talk to? And he's like, no, it's garbage. I'm like, yeah, I know it's garbage. Get out of here. Excuse me. So I grabbed a couple of dolls, threw them in the back of my truck, and we're in there like swimwear. And <laughs> we, uh, we got to it. So as soon as I got back with this doll, I did my usual cleanup routine. I took the clothes off that it was wearing, washed them, and I ended up reusing them back in the in the upcycling of this piece. I keep looking over to the to the left here because it's sitting right next to me. Don't worry, I'll show them in a minute, okay? I'll show you in a minute. And what I did was first I took a I took a plastic bag, like a like a shopping bag, and I put it around the head. And then I wrapped it with masking tape around the neck. So already that's messed up in and of itself. You just look at it and it was already just disturbing. And when I took it downstairs, took it outside, I've got a variety of different spray paints, colors, different things, always at the ready. And I started to just play around with it. I wanted to preserve the head because I didn't know exactly what I was going to do just yet. And I think that... <laughs> what I came up with was chaos. I just kind of left it at that. Um, I didn't really get a feeling from it. It was just kind of one of those things where as I was working on it, it just didn't, nothing really came together. I just thought maybe I could continue to, to work on it and see what I, where I would go, where it would lead me. And it was just kind of a, just kind of a hodgepodge of all these different colors. And I wasn't really feeling it. So I let it kind of dry, let it kind of do its thing for a little bit, and I brought it back. And then months went by. I did nothing with it. And then I found a piece at uh, the Dollar Tree. There were a couple of wire-framed seashell-looking things. And throughout the holidays, each different season that comes around, they'll have different uh, crafting type things. And these were just like in the shape of, of seashells, but I thought they looked like they could be wings. And so I got them and I, I got some brackets and I mounted them to the back and there they had this, she had this wire framed set of wings on there and then it sat again for months. So as time has gone by and I've been thinking about the things that I was going to do with her, I didn't really know for sure. And so little by little, I would collect these different inspirations and just work on the piece here and there. The original piece of clothing that was on the doll is like a nightgown looking thing. Uh, I, I, after I washed that, I kind of tattered it a little bit, cut up the, the edges around the, the bottom and around the sleeves. And then I had an old stencil of the word misfits. And I used that to just stencil misfits across the a diagonal image there. So I used like a black foundation and then I went over it again in red. And there it sat for, for months and months and months. I found this original piece on 18 April and I didn't actually finish it until 14 October. So almost exactly six months from when I found the piece to when I actually finished it, uh, it sat in various stages of progress. So I think what I'm going to do now is show you its final, final form and then I'll talk in more detail about some of the other embellishments.
it's an untitled piece. I never came up with a name for it, but it is based on an, an older creepy doll. So behold, this mofo right here. All right. So as I was mentioning before, this is the nightgown, right? You've got misfits across and this is one of the wings. And now I mentioned it as a frame, one of the other wings. And I embrace the technique that's part of a Halloween prop building method that I used to wrap these wings. These are actually bags, so, and plastic. This right here is a free comic book day bag. This up here is a mailer, it's a plastic mailer. And if you can see right here, it says Fright Rags. Fright Rags is a local Rochester, New York, it what started off as a t-shirt company that was used to make classic tons of monster and horror movie t-shirts and that's what they were all about and they've been around for a good 20 years at this point and their enterprise has just absolutely grown they are into the realm of masks and action figures socks just different collectibles all within that genre they're, they're super cool great quality and Somebody has already noticed Sheena Bean said, yes, Betty Boop hair. Yeah, I'll get to that here in a sec. So yeah, what I did was I took the um, plastic and I just kind of draped it over the frame of the wings. And with that, took a heat gun and just melted it. I just blasted a little bit of heat on there and it completely just formed right to the shape of the, of the frame. And so with that, that is a technique that I've used, and, and you may find online that a lot of Halloween prop builders will do when corpsing. It's a technique called corpsing a skeleton or something of that sort where they'll take a skeleton, wrap it in saran wrap or plastic bags or something, and then blast it with a heat gun. And the way that it just melts and, and connects to the, to the bones makes it appear to look like decaying flesh. And it's actually a super effective technique. It's pretty fun. Super easy, and here this just kind of formed right to the wing. But that's just one side. And as you can see, I've intentionally left a hole here, and there's some space, like right here, you may not be able to see it so much, but I wrapped some strips of burlap in as well. And then this is just like a gray creepy cloth, as they call it, around uh, Halloween time. It's super easy to work with and very effective when it comes to just adding some extra embellishments. Sliding over a hair on this side is another piece of plastic, but this was a door, Halloween door decoration, just a plastic door cover. And I trimmed it back just to kind of capture that skull element of the piece and did the same thing. I wrapped it, I heat shrunk it, and then I added some other paint embellishments over top of it. Uh, the eye was already red, but this one I kind of colored in a little bit. I did some fat, thick, black paint around the edging. And then I also just used the actual already in place shape of the frame to highlight those things and draw that detail a little more so. And those are the wings. I mounted them on the back. If you can see these with some brackets right here. And then 
zip tied it through the holes in the bracket with various color zip ties. When I added the creepy cloth to it, that just kind of helped to, to kind of raise the bar a little bit to actually make it in more of a creepy fashion. Now let's talk about the makeup and the paint job here. If you look, Sheena Bean already acknowledged that she resembles Betty Boop. And if you can look beyond the eyes themselves, you'll see the eyes that are painted around it. If you can try to like focus your attention on the bigger eyes, hopefully you can see Betty Boop kind of translating over top of the image of the doll face. And with that, you have a gray scale, very crudely painted, very crudely applied, and just kind of slathered on gray element as if it was like self-inflicted and applied by this doll, by the character, whatever you want to call it, and took on the persona of this vintage animation style where it's done in the grayscale. So gray paint over the arms and legs, and I'll hold up the legs a little bit more, but you can see how up here it leads into taking your eye into a place where there once was that other significant layer after layer of spray paint, all those different colors. And so the gray is a way to kind of cover that up is to kind of mask that. What I did with the hairline is I trimmed it up here and just cut it very jagged and rigid just to give it that sloppy, choppy, child self-inflicted haircut that uh, nobody ever does. And then I added the detail with the face once the, the kind of quickly just very, um, just very, I don't know, it, I just, when I went over the face, it was just a quick couple of passes, just enough to, to, to capture it, but there's also plenty that is showing through. And then I wanted to capture the, the, the experience and the, the feel of that old vintage cartoon by adding other blacks and whites to it. So the hairline with the curls is very much in that same style of that Betty Boop haircut. You've got black lips with the pouty mouth, and then of course the, the iconic eyes looking off and upward. Now her actual eyes are uh, something special. And I think really that is what makes this thing creeped out, right? Because they're looking at you. However, when I was playing with this thing, playing with this thing, when I was painting this thing, I don't, I don't play with dolls. They, uh, one of them would always kind of remain shut. And so it got to a point where I'm like, you know what? That really just adds to everything. I think I'm going to go ahead and make that permanent. So I did. This guy right here, I, I super glued it in place. And then just for a little razzle dazzle, I thought I'd paint it red to add some contrast against the, the black and white grayscale. And so I also added on the opposite eye, just a little bit of that glare where a little white dot would typically be, but I did it in red just to kind of give you that. And so some additional embellishments would be on the nails themselves. I did the nails in red, same purpose, and the toenails too in red just to uh, make it pop a little bit, a little bit of contrast. And so there you have it. Uh, this is 
the untitled piece. And it was, uh, it was a range of emotions working on it because like I said, it, it took me a good amount of time to, to do it from start to finish. Not because I was taking my time, but simply because I didn't know what direction to go. I didn't know where to take her. I didn't know what was going to come about from it. And I don't know. So this is the type of piece where even though there's some very intentional use of images and different techniques and, and, and embellishments, you could, you could use it and view it as such like an art piece, or you could put it in a Halloween scene somewhere and just have it be that background creepy something or other. I could absolutely see her walking through uh, any sort of haunted house type structure or haunted hayride kind of off in the distance, very, very, just very poorly lit, just enough to kind of give the impression that something was there. And this thing is taller than the average doll. Like you can kind of tell I'm just standing it on my coffee table that's right here. I didn't bother to take dimensions ahead of time, but if I were to guess, I would say, well, she's taller than my Chucky, so I'm gonna say close to three feet, perhaps more. Um, there you go. <laughs> what do you have for me? What questions come to mind? Is this the stuff of nightmares? Are you gonna be able to sleep tonight? Do you want to snuggle up with one of these things? I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? What comes to mind? I can tell you that I'm gonna set her down unless you need any close-ups. I will absolutely post pictures after I'm finished here of the stills that I took when she was done. And um, if you wanna see her up close, I can certainly move the, the phone to, to do so. But if you kinda of look behind me, you'll see that we have a variety of other friends and if that's not the stuff of nightmare, I can only imagine the maintenance team coming in to, to do routine stuff in my apartment and seeing all this shit around me like, nope, mm -mm. I got a couple different Chucky dolls. I got all these mannequins and Halloween props. Can we get a replica of her as a keychain or a sticker in your swag shop? Huh. I think we could probably make something like that work. I have recently tried to increase the amount of specific merch in the shop and and but what i mean by that is mostly with the design elements i've been trying to use originally just stuff that was about the show and i've started to incorporate more actual original art into it so i can find a way to to put her on a shirt put her on a sticker i think we could do that so playing with it little by little but I absolutely appreciate everybody who has gone onto the shop. And for those of you that may not have visited yet, the, the name of the website is spreadshirt.com and you can find the merch shop under Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast. So type it in, go for that. You can find all the links on all the social media pages, all both of them, the Facebook and Instagram. And uh, yeah, so a little shameless plug there. But thank you. Thank you, Bethany, for bringing that up. And uh, yeah, what else you got for me? What can I answer for you tonight? I hope everybody had a great Halloween. I feel like it's still here because it doesn't ever go away. In fact, on Halloween, 
on Halloween, I got a tree. And some of you might be asking yourself, well, self, what kind of tree might that be? Is it a Christmas tree? Absolutely not. It's not a Christmas tree. But it does have lights on it. And it's pine in nature, but it's black. It's black with white lights and it has little skeletons and pumpkins and such. So, yeah. If you were able to have a gallery showing of your art, what would you choose for the aesthetic to display? I think I would have a range of different things. And I know a lot of you are aware that I recently had a show back in September about the, uh, through a veterans organization here that put on a local show. And it was, it was just a one night thing. I had a variety of different pieces in there. I actually had the autumn piece that I featured back in the first day of, of, of autumn. And I also had uh, the Skeletor piece that's behind me, that guy right there. I have, whoa, that's showbiz, baby. So I had uh, this guy that was hanging up above between the windows. So, it, and I had a couple other things, but I had a variety of stuff in there and it was, it was fun. Uh, actually, there, I, I caught wind of another show that was coming up. Actually, it's currently ongoing and I was unable to, I didn't learn about it in time. And so I wish that I would have uh, been able to partake in that, but there's always going to be more, right? There's always going to be more. So I think I'd have to consider long and hard what I decide to put in the, in the different shows, but I've got so many things. Okay. I totally nuked that question. I was, I thought you were asking what pieces I would show, but instead a haunted house, a castle, abandoned cabin. Yeah, those all work. I could do all those for sure. Gallery location. Gotcha. Music, Smells Incorporated. Uh, I like kids. Never mind. I was going to say Kids Incorporated, but then all of a sudden they got weird. That's an old show that went down a very slippery slope right there. I'm going to take a drink and start over. All right, so, yeah, all of those settings work. Um, yeah, smells, probably some kind of pumpkin spice or something or other. <laughs> K-I-D-S. Um, yeah, I think it would be fun. It's always actually been a dream of mine. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say always, but it's really been ever since uh, back in the day. I once was, uh, I've talked about it before, but I, I was a paid actor on a haunted hayride in Virginia Beach for five years. And it was the, the greatest fun I ever had. It was so much fun that I've often thought and fantasized about having my own haunted attraction. And when I think about it, like I, I did the, when I did the 4th of July special, um, I featured the, the piece with Captain Spaulding's fried chicken and gasoline. So Rob Zombie sets the scene where you've got Sid Haig as Captain Spaulding in this this gas station, but inside the gas station he's selling fried chicken and he's got his monsters uh, museum of monsters and madmen. So it'd be so sweet to have like this this storefront where you could like go in and I could showcase my artwork and sell it there, and then kind of have this like haunted walkthrough that people could go through, and and then at the end you know you got the the cameras and the thing with the thing. I don't know all sorts of different ideas, and an old warehouse would be perfect for that. It would be so cool. That would be fun. Would you have fog, spider webs? Yeah, all of the above. It was a college question in one of my last classes and one of the coolest ones. That's, that's, 
pretty cool. Like a quick stop? Yeah. Like a quick stop. Yeah. And even if I'm not even supposed to be there that day, I would still go in and, and have some fun. The cool part about an, a haunted attraction is that stuff like that, you only have to really imply what it is that you're getting after because people's minds will take over and do the rest. If you wanted to just make somebody freak out and think they're getting covered in bugs, all you got to do is hang a few strings from a doorway. They'll walk through that. That goes over their forehead. They start flipping out because they think they got spider webs or bugs crawling on them. Things like that. Their imagination will take over and fill in the blanks. All you got to do is plant the seed. So having one of these type peeps just kind of hanging out in the background, sitting in the corner, just looking at you. All somebody has to do is sneak a peek at that and all of a sudden forget about it. Like they're just, their mind will race. They'll think they're chasing them and it's just sitting there looking at them. That's all it takes. It, it's so much fun. Halloween's the best, but I don't know. That's a, Maybe that's a, a, a dream for another day, for another time, for another lifestyle. A haunted baby in the ceiling, for sure. Especially if you got an old warehouse or an old ship. You got all that cabling overhead. Just stick a, stick a little creepy doll up in there. The fun never ends. The fun never ends. <laughs> so, now what? Where do we go from here? Um, I'm excited to tell you that I do have a few episodes in the hopper that are pre-recorded and ready to go. If you haven't caught up on the episodes, the last week episode that we had was two different pieces. They were watercolor pieces. And the first one was about Transformers and the second one was about the Kraken. And that's probably one of my favorite pieces of all time. Have you heard of Magnum Manor? I have, and it's nuts. I would absolutely try my hand at it. And if I sign the waiver, I'll sign all the waivers. I'll sign it twice. Um, I would love to take my chance at that. I think the, the end prize, if you make it through, is like 10 grand or 40 grand or something crazy. I'm in. I'm game. Can't hurt this. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, for sure. But I'm really excited because in addition to the, the couple of episodes that I've already got recorded on the horizon, December 1st, already come December 1st, we'll mark the 40th episode of Marley Ramon's Mad Man House of the Dead podcast. And I couldn't do that without tremendous listeners like you. If it wasn't for you tuning into things like this, watching it live, listening to the shows, telling your friends and, and sharing it along, but I can't tell you how much that means to me. And that is such a, it's such a heartwarming thing for you to take time to be here listen to my stupid stories. So the 40th episode is, it's not a milestone. However, it's just like, oh, wow, here we are at 40. Holy shnikes, right? Um, and it's special to me because I don't want to give too much away. However, oh, look at that. I got a clapper. <laughs> Clap on. Oh, I I think something in my kitchen just went off. I'm kidding, but seriously, it did. It was the George Foreman girl. Um, two original songs. That's all I'm going to say. That's not all I'm going to say. My AI intro lady that you hear on every beginning of every podcast talks about all the different things that I'm going to feature on the show. 
It talks about painting, drawing, sculpture, action figures, and it says original songs. And I've yet to put any on there. Well, I have written six songs. Five of them are recorded. Two of them will be featured in the 40th episode. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. The Pecan Sandy Lady. Yeah, that's the one. So I'm excited for that one to be drawing for you to, to listen to that. And it's going to be something different just because it's not something that, uh, <laughs> that uh, I've done yet. And I've been excited to do so. And um, you're going to see and hear my partner in crime who I collaborated with on those projects. But um, <laughs> it's so funny that uh, several of you made reference to the term drawings because that's partially why I kept her. I mean, really, that's really what it comes down to. So the cooch wanted me to sing a little Bismarcky for you. Uh, I think I'm gonna respectfully decline Although I gotta tell you, as Marley mates, you, you got what I need. There it is. Lo and behold, they're not my pipes on these songs, by the way, by the by. I think I've already said way too much. Why don't you just tune in December 1st at midnight? Noise, because that's where it will premiere. And uh, there's some punk rock tunes, but they're catchy and, and fun and just whimsical little magical pieces. So I hope you like them. Of course, by the time this rolls around, that rolls around, hopefully you'll have forgotten and it'll be a surprise all over again. And you'd be like, what? Drawings. So anyways, what is uh, on the horizon for you folks? What is it that I can do for you? Any questions for me? Anything in particular about projects or ideas or any any other cool music that perhaps you've been influenced by. Like I said, I'm going to shamelessly plug my new friends, the Couch Potato Massacre and or Massacre, because their tunes are fun. And uh, it's just one of those things. You, you find a new band or you hear about some things and karaoke night. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, and yeah. So it's, um, really? I forgot all about that. So um, check them out. They're a lot of fun. Very cool. Any Christmas commissions? No, none. And, uh, oh yeah, Kool-Aid Man for sure. I haven't done anything yet. Uh, I don't have a Christmas commission, although I acquired a, a piece back in the summertime that is a winterscape, and I have plans for it. I, I found it on Marketplace. It was free, and when I saw it, I immediately knew what I wanted to do with it. I just haven't done it yet, and <laughs> uh, so I've got ideas and mall rats nativity. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, I just I, I get ideas. I've got stacks and stacks. Not like the kids say, but stacks of projects in motion. In fact, I, I acquired two pieces this weekend that I have been working on almost nonstop because I, I'm so fired up about them. And not to say that other projects I'm not as excited about. I just like 
if I'm invested in it, I just got to go for it. So I, I was at a, a Habitat for Humanity Restore. And most of the stuff in there is like furniture and you've got some fixtures and some other like construction equipment and things of that nature. And I saw they had these these two like, they're, they're big mammoth jams. They're probably about like this big of these ceramic, like Victorian figure wall relief hanging things. And they're just absolutely gaudy, super tacky, just not cool at all. Um, but I saw them and I'm just like, I could do something with that. And I know exactly what I would. And I had seen one of them in there before and it had been week, weeks had gone by and I came back and here's, here's now two. Neither one of them had a price on them. So I took it, I took them to the front and they're pretty, pretty lenient when it comes to like negotiating prices, even though it's like a, a thrift shop and all proceeds go to, to Habitat for Humanity. It's all basically 100% profit because it's all donated goods. But I asked the guy, I said, look, um, I don't have a price on these. What, what are you thinking on them? And he's like, I don't know. How about 20 bucks a piece? And I'm like, mm, I don't think so. I said, thanks, but like that's, I'm a nerd on a budget and that's kind of not really, I, I'm just going to, you know, do some stuff to, I'm going to destroy these anyways. So I, I like, excuse me, I, I got a, I couldn't, couldn't do that much. He's like, all right, how about 10 a piece? And I'm like, yeah, no, I, it's still outside of my price range. He's like 10. 10 for the pair? I'm like, eh, maybe. And he's like, well, what, what would you pay? I'm like, how about five bucks? And she, he's like, okay, no hesitation. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, all right, five bucks. I'll take five bucks. You got five bucks cash? I'm like, yeah, hand it, take my money, right? And so I did that and he's like, yeah, I mean, they've been in here for six months. They're not moving. Nobody wants them. He's like, they are valuable. I'm like, really? They're hideous. They're freaking ridiculous looking. And he's like, yeah, we looked them up online and they're worth money. And so I did the Google picture image search thing. And I look, I was able to find one of the two. And the, the one that I found was actually going for like 125 bucks. Um, I guarantee it's not going to sell for that now because you should see what I did to it. And you will. Uh, but it's still in motion. And I'd say I'm probably at about a... 85% solution on these guys, but they're, um, they're coming together and I'm really, really, really pleased with it. And they're very much a set. Like you could look at them independently and be like, okay, this stands alone. But then when you see them side by side, you'd be like, oh, that's a set for show. So uh, I will leave it at that. Even though I'm talking all sorts about it, you're probably like, oh, let me see. You got to wait. You got to tune back in kids. You know what I'm saying? So come back for more. And, uh, and you'll see them on a future episode. Probably pretty soon because I'm super excited about them. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's the next live for that matter, because they'll be done if not tonight by tomorrow or Friday or Saturday, but soon, very soon. And then they'll be coming to a Facebook live near you because to me, they're too cool to just take pictures of and just talk about it that way. I want to, I want to talk about them a lot. Like I already have, I practically told half the story now. Why didn't you stop me? What is this, a double episode? Come on, man. Come on, man. Anyways, for those of you that are kind of joining in now, I'm going to show you this young lady here, which was the, the feature piece of tonight's episode. It's an untitled piece, an upcycled creepy doll, ready to be the stuff of your nightmares. So, hello. <laughs> 
And there you go. But I, like I said before, I'm going to post pictures of her before and uh, a variety of different shots and angles uh, from when I finish her up. But otherwise, folks, that's the, pretty much what we got going on for tonight. So I appreciate everybody tuning in. Does anybody have anything for me? Any oh by the ways or parting parting remarks? Nothing. Listen, I um, I'm going to thank you as I always do because that's what I do because I am grateful for your listenership, your viewership, and for so many of you, your friendship. So thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, please, if you have not yet done so. Well, you're already here, so I guess you probably have done so. But follow me on my, my socials, the Facebook and the IG, as the kids call it. And I also just recently started a Patreon page. And I'm not really doing anything there yet, but I'll figure it out. So check it out there, too. It's, it's all the same. It's all Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead. Um, thank you, as always. I do have a Christmas. Oh, I do have a Christmas commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just reminded. I forgot. I hadn't forgotten about it, but I guess I was thinking along the, the lines of a Christmas-themed piece. So those are few and far between. I do have one that I brought out of storage so I could talk about as a Christmas special. It's just a zombie Santa, but yeah, I'll talk about him. Just a to add a little holiday cheer in the mix, you know what I'm saying? But yes, Kim, you got me, you're right. My apologies, belay my last. I do indeed have a Christmas commission. So, uh, with that, I'm going to thank you all for tuning in once again, and set your clocks, because it's not too far away from Show Off the Truck Skeleton. The truck skeleton, Cooch. The truck skeleton. Help me out. I have a skeleton that sits in my truck with me just to keep me company. Um, he's usually chilled to the bone, doesn't say much. And then I've got a skeleton hand on my antenna because it helps me grab the, uh, the radio waves. But... Um, yeah, my sidekick. That's my guy. The skeleton in your passenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that's what I thought. I just, he's down there and I'm up here. You know what I'm saying? So he's holding it down. He's, he's kind of like my security too. You don't have to pay him much. You can pay him peanuts. Or bone polish. I'm not sure what that means. But he loves it. All right. So on that note, I am going to bid you farewell. I have to go... Uh, you know what? Let me give you an update real quick about the beast before I go, since since it just came up. Uh, interacted with my mechanic today a little bit, and I'm happy to announce that about this time next month, he's going to start to rebuild her engine. So I'll be cruising up and down the, the streets of Racha-Cha in the spring, large and in charge and looking for chickies. You know what I'm saying? So the beast is going to absolutely uh, live again. She will ride. I mean, she lives now. She's just kind of hobbling around, but she's kind of just hanging out in the backyard, just 
holding it down, you know what I'm saying? But she's just resting so she can pound. She's like a sleeping giant ready to go. Chickens? No chickens. But she is all about being ready to cruise the streets and turn some heads because she's the dead sled, baby, and that's what it's all about. All right, on that note, thank you, Kim. I absolutely meant to give an update on the beast. You deserve it. She loves you. She misses you. She wants to see you large and in charge. The beast is hibernating. Yes, she is. But man, she's going to look so foxy in the in the spring and summertime. You best recognize because she's got to ramp up for the fall and uh, hit up some of those those shows with her her fellow Hearst brethren. So there you have it. But more to follow. Maybe I'll send out some Christmas cards with her on. Oh, that's that is happening. The Beast Christmas cards. That'll happen. Coming to a podcast near you. And on that note, we cue the music. Good night, everybody. It is no surprise that Marley Mates are indeed the greatest listeners in the galaxy. That's right. So whether you decide to support me by listening to the show week after week, tuning in to the Facebook Lives every now and then, or even following me on my social media pages of Facebook and Instagram. That's greatly appreciated. But I've recently also started a merch shop. If you want to get your hands on some of the coolest Marley Ramones Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast merch, head on over to Spreadshirt.com and find yours today. We've got logo stuff. We've got original artwork. There's plenty to choose from, and I'm always adding more. Also, I've recently started a Patreon page. And for just $5 a month, the cost of a mocha chocolate bullshit, you could have a membership to Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where with every new subscription, I will send you a personalized video message and mention you by name in a future podcast episode. If you should wish to participate, go on over and check it out. If not, no worries. I love that you keep coming back for more anyways. So I will talk to you soon. Tune in next week. Okay, folks, thank you for joining again this week. Art is a powerful thing, and I appreciate your willingness to hear my stories. And if you keep listening, I'll keep talking. I urge you to do what makes you happy, and never accept anyone that treats you less than. Have the courage to be you and try things on. Besides, every day is Halloween. Special thanks to our friends at Pecan Pie and Subsonic Voodoo for providing these epic musical selections. To see these works as discussed, follow on Facebook at Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast page or on Instagram at MRMMHOD. You can find this podcast on most major streaming platforms. And most importantly, if there's one thing that you take away from this stupid little podcast, it's to remember that you are not alone ever. Dial 988 for the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline or Veterans Crisis Line, also 988, then press 1 or text to 838-255. Until next time, be creative and go tell someone you love them.